and welcome to the Women in Tech SEO podcast, where your hosts are myself, Sarah McDowell, SEO content executive at Holland and Barrett, and the absolutely wonderful Areej Abu Ali, who is the founder of Women in Tech SEO and a SEO consultant. Very excitingly, we have a wonderful guest joining us today, and that is Miracle Inameti Archibong, who is Head of SEO at Erudite Agency. Hello to the both of you. Hello. Hey, everyone. Miracle, so good to have you with us. Uh, so good to be on. I'm so glad you asked me. This episode is sponsored by Wincher. Wincher is an extremely powerful and flexible rank tracker that helps you to follow your progress and SEO efforts. Whether you work in an agency or provide solo SEO services, SERP tracking is essential to measure the results. The uniqueness of Wincher is in the most accurate data. They update positions every 24 hours and you can update the data manually as well. And today, they've released a totally new product that will be a competitor to the most famous brands. Check it out. Wincher offers 14 days of a free trial and an exclusive €30 off for our community. Head on over to their website, www.wincher.com, and use the voucher code WTS21 to grab the deal. You can also connect with them on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook by searching Wincher. How's everything going? How are you doing, Sarah, today? Oh, I'm doing, um, I'm buzzing. I don't know if you can tell by um, by how I'm speaking and stuff, but I'm, I'm really enjoying my morning. It's a whole morning of podcast recording, so I'm very much having a wonderful time. How about... <laughs> I don't know if you can tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super excited as well. I mean, any chance for me to get to hang out with both you and Miracle is uh, is awesome. That sounds like a great Saturday morning, considering that we, we're we not really doing much anymore with lockdown and stuff. Oh, gosh. I feel like there should be a rule that COVID isn't mentioned because, yep. yeah, I don't know. Yep. But hopefully, like, we're coming to an end. I don't know. I don't know what to say on the matter. <laughs> Yeah, it's so annoying that just when you're allowed to meet six people in the park, the weather changes drastically. We had snow, hillstones, and before that, it was sunny. It's just, yeah, that's just what we get, isn't it? Yeah. Miracle, how are things going at your end? I mean, we know so much about you because you are awesome and you are such a valuable uh, member of our community. And I've I've met you over two years ago now, uh, but uh, just tell our audience everything there is to know about you and what you do and how you got in SEO. Ah, SEO. I I think I go into SEO like most people. Yeah, just purely by accident. I I didn't know what SEO was. I was doing a master's degree in digital media and I did a course in advertising and SEO was mentioned briefly and then when I finished my course I did an internship I started out in PPC funny enough and I didn't really enjoy it I saw the SEO team and how they were like investigating this trying to do this and I had previously read like the science of why we shop And I was really interested in like the psychological aspect of why people buy stuff and how to convince them to buy stuff. And so SEO just seemed more investigative to me and more of a more varied. And so I just gradually, gradually moved to the SEO team. And yeah, the rest is history. I think I've been doing this now for over 10 years. I've always, funny enough, always worked agency side. 
and say I've worked with oh my god countless I, I forget which clients I've worked with until we're doing like a pitch for a new client yeah. and then we're like oh this client is in this sector have you worked with and I'm like uh oh yeah 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 I remember I worked with <laughs> yeah and what do you do you have a favorite sector or industry or a type of website that you enjoy working on uh I would say I, I mean I would, I would say I love all my clients, <laughs> but, I, but definitely like things that interest me. For instance, if I have like a home, a, a client that has like homeware products, yeah, it, that will be interesting. If you have someone that does food, you know, things that you use every day, it's so much more interesting to do like keyword research and content ideation than, you know, I had done a client that sells like fridge components, had yep. one of those, and it was like very 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 interesting to know searching for screws and fixes and stuff like that so yeah I kind of enjoy I think best case scenario things that I use in my everyday life yeah yeah that makes sense definitely and I think you know for anyone who tends to go in in in-house rather than agency side that's always something that makes a huge difference right because that's the one website you're going to be working with like day and night so to be working on on a product and something that you actually care about is huge I think Sarah's got some uh, fun, quick fire questions to go with now. I definitely do. I definitely do. How are you feeling about some uh, quick fire questions, Miracle? Are you game? <laughs> are you ready? Let's go. Let's see how it goes. Okay, first one. Are not knock jokes funny? Sometimes. My son's always doing them, so. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on the person saying them. How many plants do you own? Oh my God, I am a hoarder for plants. I have been, there's a cease and desist order in my house. I'm not allowed to buy any more. <laughs> I, I feel like plants is a um, coming into adulthood because I was never like before my 30s, wouldn't care much about a plant. However, now flipping love them. Like got so much appreciation for a good cheese plant, a cactus, pineapple plants. Who knew that those were a thing? Um, but yes. Um, top three dream dinner party guests. Ah, uh, I, I guess I'm so bad. I have to say all the usual, like Obama. Oh my god, yeah. Oprah. <laughs> has to be. Oh, it has to be. If anyone doesn't say Obama and Oprah on their dream dinner guests, I don't know what's wrong with those people. Oh my god! Oh my god! At the moment, I'm yeah, I'm I'm loving because I listen to Chris and Rosie Ramsey podcast, and and they're hilarious. They're just, I listen to that. Oh, you chatting married or not? Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. It would be interesting because I like their vibe. They're not one of these lovey dovey couples, and I I'm absolutely I'm in for that. Yeah. <laughs> um right next question favorite takeaway ah chinese i love or or thai i'm torn ah i do like i think it's hard to get a good thai or maybe that's just where i live no that's that was exactly what i was going to say that because in basingstoke it's impossible to get a good thai so we just tend to go for chinese like one chinese place i miss london so much for that (laughs) Spoilt for choice in London. And um, next question for you then. Last documentary that you watched? Uh, what? Uh, oh my god, I've forgotten. Ah, yeah, it was the um, fee scandal, the Harvard School scandal. That was the last documentary that I watched. Remember the scandal where celebrities yes, were. Paid? I, that was my last documentary too. Yep, yep. That was quite interesting. 
I don't remember what it was called. It was it was the yeah. college admission. Ah, oh, yeah, the college admission. Yeah. Oh, the one about the like side entrance. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. I have heard about this, but I don't want to watch it because I don't want to get angry. I feel like there's lots to be angry. I felt nowadays. so angry. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, moving on, moving on. Uh, would you say you're a clumsy person? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I would, yeah, definitely. I'm always falling over stuff. I'm always like trying to keep track of like the 10 things I'm doing with different post-it notes and forgetting my passwords and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not like a naturally, it, yeah. <laughs> I was going to use it depends and I was like, no. Well, an SEO podcast isn't an SEO podcast without one mention of it, depends, right? Yeah. Awesome. Right. You uh, survived my quickfire round questions. Love it. Love it. I, I would have I would have thought that your answer to are you clumsy is a big no. I don't know why. I just made an assumption that you're not clumsy at all, Miracle. Um, yeah. 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 That's why I said it depends. It just depends because like... There's some things like I'm so pedantic about tidying up and everything. In my, like I like a list so that things are organized. And then on some level, I'm just like post-it note crazy. It just That's why I said it just depends on what's going on in my head. Yeah, <laughs> love it. So before we kind of kick off into the main topic, which is all things forecasting, um, you know, we're Women in Tech SEO podcast and we just love to learn a little bit more about what empowers you to be the brilliant woman you are today. That's such a loaded question and, and I, know, I don't know how to answer this lightly because it's such, I guess, a driving force in your life being who you are. I think as a migrant as well, you know, the saying it takes a village. There's so many people who've given up and made so many sacrifices for me to be where I am today. And so, you know, I don't want to let them down. And there's so many people who believe in me, who always recommended me for stuff, a Ricci, um, a Leda, like... I don't know it's just I, I guess all of those people and all of those things and people who are always like oh you're brilliant I don't want to let down there's my daughter who thinks I'm a superstar just wait until she's a teenager and she realizes that all of these yeah it, it, it's such yeah it's such a yeah it takes a village I guess my village inspires me and of course you know I like anyone else I want to be really good be the best at what I do so you know I can earn good money from me and have nice things and you know help other people who are less fortunate than me so yeah it's uh yeah I love that definitely and for for women who are just starting off in the industry what advice would you give them oh uh, as I say you know first of all be on Twitter I wish I joined Twitter earlier to not not because you have to take part, just because, you know, there's a whole community going on there that's supportive, that's pointing people in the right direction and stuff like that. So, and if you, yeah, if you're a networking kind of person, network, network, it really does help. I was really shy at the beginning and I just didn't want to, I felt like, you know, Twitter then was such a, uh, it was a different vibe, isn't it, than it is now. So I didn't even, you know, you know, indulge in that I would say you know get on Twitter if you can for just so you know what's happening get information know that there is a supportive community out there again join the women in tech SEO forum if you're a woman or identify as a woman because 
there's just so many people there willing to help there's like job adverts there's stuff that you you learn there's a lot of learning resources there that are good for asking questions and and the thing with SEO is that you know depending on which website you're working on you, you get different problems that you've never experienced before and you might need the sounding board and you might be to you you might be afraid to ask someone at work because you feel like they might think you're not good at your job I mean if you jump in the forum you ask a question people are always there willing to to answer you and then again I say you know pick your companies wise like I guess it's hard if you're starting out to pick and choose a company but I, I you know I would say pick a company that values the people as much as the work because that that makes such a massive difference to your self-esteem how you feel about yourself how you what you feel you know when you feel valued when you feel you're part of something your confidence grows and you're able to put in more I mean you've touched on some really awesome key points there but the last one about like valuing yourself is so important isn't it and like once you learn to value and yeah like you can sort of really shine through what you do and your work and if you feel supported um then that's a great place to be lovely so we got you on today to talk about forecasting because I believe this is a would would you say a favorite topic of yours or just a topic that you like that you find interesting it's up there it's up there it's up there I mean there's lots of topics in SEO isn't there um so let's start with the basics then um what 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 is forecasting when it comes to SEO I think simply put is just predicting the outcome of of the work you're doing before you've done it so yeah it's just trying to see if it will be profitable if it's worth doing in terms of I think adding the monetary value or probably probably not a monetary value it might just be you know growth value to it and being agency side because that's something I really I used to be agency side and then I moved to client side and I I used to struggle at pitch stage when a lot of clients would be expecting some insane kind of forecasts to be submitted um, without even having a lot of access to the data so how do you kind of get around that oh we need we need access to data I mean data is everything you know it's pie in the sky without data and so we we even say you can download this data and send it to us but without that data it's all pie in the sky and that's why we started staring away from you know keyword forecasting because back in the day it was easier you know you know what Keywords were driving rankings to your site, you know, the top five hardly ever changed. It was so much easier to do keyword-led forecasting. But now it's really difficult, and especially the agency I work for is predominantly tech. So how do you give a holistic forecast if you're not, you know, doing loads and loads of content optimization and stuff like that in, in terms of you're not just being hired to write content and track how the content is doing? So because of that, and that's why we moved towards a statistical modeling um, way of doing forecasting and we always insist if you want the forecast done right you have to give us data even with the data people send us you know Arigi, that yeah. um, Arigi, that most of the time the, the data isn't you know isn't clean GA data is not always clean the way people set it up is so different and so we need <laughs> at least a baseline to start you know yeah. we need a, a baseline to start and so we always we always insist and most of the clients we do um, pitches for they 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 because at the end of the day if we win you're going to give us access to that data anyway so they always give us that um google analytics data even if it's just download and send they give it to us so we can do a forecast yeah and, and what do you think makes forecasting important why is it something that 
um, clients and agencies should have in mind. Oh, because that's how budget is approved. You, you, the C-suites, they think, okay, how much is this going to bring? That then that will determine how much we can invest in it. And so if you're going without forecast, it's just like, oh, this is a nice to have. This is a thing that people say we have to do for Google. And they don't really understand it. But when you create a forecast that's a revenue forecast and you can show them the ROI, it goes, oh, if we invest 20000 we can get 100000 then why are we putting 50k towards the marketing but towards I don't know something else that's only giving us 20% revenue where we can get 80% if we invest in this and then it takes it from a nice to have to this is something we have to do and it, it gets them interested in it because a lot of times it's like well I've pushed my recommendations forward I've done this and it's gone somewhere to die and because no one really believes in it they just prioritize other things but once there's a monetary value to something then everyone's eyes is on it the financial officer's eyes is on it to see so it's like what's happening this this channel is supposed to give us 80% revenue why is it why is it why are things not happening and you can go back and be like this person that person and then you'll get someone high up to push it because they know the revenue implication and it's a uh, really key to get because I think a big thing with like SEO if you don't know it and you don't understand it then you're not going to get excited about it but once you can sort of prove okay it is worthwhile investing because this is the results and this is the monetary value and this is what it means for our business you can get some really like people become excited then don't they Yes, they become really ex- It's just speaking in the language that the C-suite understand because they are the ones approving the budget. You know, it's not it's not the SEO manager approving the budget. Unfortunately, it's not the developer approving the budget. So you need to make sure that whoever is approving the budget understands. And, you know, the easiest way to make someone understand SEO is money, money, be commercial. So obviously, um, there's you've already sort of picked out some like do's there. So when it comes to forecasting, so like speaking the language of the business and making them excited and stuff. But is there some other like do's and maybe some definite don'ts that you can share with us? Oh, I think I think it's really hard with forecasting because you know you have to rely on you're not the one who set up that Google Analytics account or whatever analytics tracking account they have that they're giving you. So it's, it's really hard to be like, you know, to, to, to check it, especially when the client is not working with you. But as much as you can, check that the data that they're giving you to create this forecast is reliable and is robust. Just if you can check, I mean, that's one of the greatest deals we've seen wrong data being tracked as organic. We've seen, you know, spikes being from displaced and into the wrong places and then someone's forecasted on that and predicted a 300 300 percentage increase so it's just making sure that the data is clean making sure that the data is clean and then handling everyone's expectations we never just do one bar line and say okay this is what the data is saying we do a do nothing model we do a you know this is what happens if you do nothing this is what your growth forecast will be if you can do 20%, if you can do 30%, we give different scenarios because we SEO is just never a straightforward. And so you want to avoid saying, okay, this is a definite because it just never goes the way you plan. Dev resources, things break, products don't launch as planned. So just be careful when you're doing that. You create more than one scenario. You check that the data is clean and you look out for outliers in the data. If there's a spike, why? Why was there a spike here? Always ask a lot of questions. If possible, if they can give you also internal sales data that they've collated as well. So you check against what GA is reporting. 
to always check and check for outliers, ask lots of questions. Yep. And the kind of scenarios that you base things on miracles. So if you have a specific client, for example, who is just going to do tech work, or you have one who's going to do tech work on page and off page, can you tell us a little bit more about these scenarios and how you base it on? So we know that, you know, depending on the client, so we know that if um, the client is really established, when they publish content, it's most likely to get picked up quickly. So it just depends on what month are they you know, what month is all the content work going to happen? When will it get published? How how fast do we think it will get picked up? If it's the tech SEO work, is is it speed audits that's going to increase conversion rates and it's going to have a holistic effect on the, the entire site? Then you can put more uplift to when the speed audit takes place and how much, you know, how much percent conversion rate you think is going to increase. So there's still a little bit of, I'll say, experience work that comes into that I don't want to say guesswork I'll say experience you know that if you improve your speed by that conversion rate goes goes up but by how much you just have to say okay we've done this similar thing for a client in this industry and we saw a two percent increase and so we're going to say okay we'll, we'll put like on that scenario speed work is happening in January by February we expect to see two percent increase in conversion rate so it is things like that that we use to map out those scenarios so first of all we always do a do nothing model chances are if the client has some visibility they've been doing some marketing even if not SEO work they will continue to grow and so you have to model that out to say okay yeah we if not because tendencies that if you don't do that when you say well SEO is giving us two percent growth they'll be like well you know, we were growing already. How can we be sure this is SEO work or not? So we always do that. And then we say, okay, based on, you know, all the things we've recommended that you do, if you do 10 of them, we could see 10% increase. If you do 50 of them, you know, 30%. And then if you do, you know, the perfect scenario, if you do everything, then we'll expect to see, you know, a 50% increase. So yeah, that's, that's how we tend to map it out. Awesome. Is there anything, you know, when you're sort of presenting your forecast and you're presenting your data, um, is there any things that you can do to make it more understandable um, for like not just the business, but like other colleagues as well, as well and stakeholders? And my model is simplicity, simplicity and clarity and language. Know your audience. I love them. <laughs> yeah, just know your audience, know what's interesting to them. It, I think it's really exciting for us to have all this data at our disposals and have all these tools, you know, things that we can pull on. And and for us, it, it almost feels like if I show the client that I have seven Excel spreadsheets, they'll know that I've put a lot of work into that. But you lose them because they're not, they're, they don't understand. You just confuse them. And there's a tendency that because you understand data so much, you just assume everyone has data numeracy and then you just present complicated graphs to them to be like, I oh, see how intelligent this work is. And then you just lose them because once they start having to manually calculate things in their head to understand, you've lost them. And they wouldn't ask you any question because no one likes looking stupid because, you know, the enthusiasm at which you're presenting the data to them implies that, oh, can't you see? Can't you see? And they're like, yes, we can see. But then you but you, you leave the pitch and then they don't get back to you because they didn't understand that they didn't want to ask you any questions. Yeah. So make sure you're as clear as possible. Either trend line. I, I remember when I first started in SEO, like the forecasting, the, not forecasting, the, um, 
graphs that shows you where the keyword had increased used to go down because position one is greater. Do you understand? And he was like, you present this graph and the person's like, why is it declining? So you yep. see things like that. Yep. <laughs> and to you, as an SEO person, it makes sense. Do you understand? But you forget that when you send that off, someone is not going to be there, you know, trying to work out why this graph the why why the graph is declining and understanding that okay one means less and you know in the time it takes someone out to work that out you could have just inverted that graph so that instantly if i look at this i can tell in an instance what it means you know i can tell if you tell you tell someone well we've increased your speed by two seconds what does that mean it means nothing to because i didn't know what the speed was the, the ceo doesn't know what the speed was before he doesn't know what the benchmark in the industry is do you understand? Yeah. But saying something like we've increased the speed by 50% and you're now 80% faster than your first competitor, all the context they need to understand that you've done a great job. So it's just making sure that at a glance, your information is clear. Present to someone who doesn't understand anything about SEO before you go and listen carefully to the questions the person asks because there's so much assumed knowledge when you're making a presentation and you don't know that you're doing it because you understand what you're saying. So yeah. make sure that you present to someone who knows nothing about SEO so that any kind of assumed knowledge is, you can explain it and you can outline it before you go for your presentation. Yeah, I love that. That's such good advice. And I think, you know, as SEOs, we always tend to have the curse of knowledge, right? Where we, we just assume that everyone else knows exactly what we know, which is completely uh, untrue. So that, that's such good advice. And just to, to, just to wrap up on this topic, um, are there any favorite uh, tools or resources of yours that you'd recommend for others to check out? Oh, yeah, definitely. I'll say go to the Aerolive blog. They've written a brilliant post on forecasting, if I say so myself. So <laughs> go and check that out. Yeah, definitely check that out. And then in um, Alayda's tool, learningseo.io, she's put a link to like loads of forecasting resources. If, you, if you're good at coding, there's how to do forecasting with Python. There's a free template. Someone did a free template. I think that's where the keyword-based template, if you're doing forecast for content there's a another tool in google sheets so there are loads of tools that you can why i didn't i don't know i'm yeah i'm not pulling down any kind of templates but for us we try to look at because i said you need to you know outline look at the outliers what's caused the spike in data and we train the data a lot we tend to train the data when i mean train the data we'll take we try to use our model to forecast previous years that gone just to check that the data looks the trend line looks similar and so but then use the tool as well see if you can adjust the tool as well to to train the data before don't just take your data put it in a tool and expect it to give you the correct forecast make sure you model the previous years and see how close and how accurately the tool is able to predict the previous years before you, you forecast for a new year um right are you ready for this week's feature Ooh. <laughs> yes is that is that fighting talk i hear <laughs> so um you guys so read miracle i'm putting you head to head here let's do it and may the best uh, may the best woman uh, win <laughs> <laughs> and you'll be pleased to know that i have got a tenuous link with this with the topic of today so obviously we we're talking about predictions and forecasting so I have, so according 
to um, Life Here article, they've written about predictions that people said would happen in the year 2020. Um, surprisingly, they didn't happen. But what I've got in front of me is I've got the beginning of these predictions and I'll give you some answers and you have to pick what the right one is. Does that make sense? Have I explained that right? Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'll, uh, you can take it in turns to go first and I'll say who, who's to answer. So the first one, so first prediction according to life, best life here is human feet will, A, on average become smaller, B, become just one big toe or three, like feet won't have any toes. So miracle, what one are you saying? Which prediction is right there? What did people think? Smaller, yeah, I, I'll go for smaller. That makes more <laughs> yeah. smaller. And how about you, Reed? What, what are you saying? What year did they make these predictions? So this was for last year, twenty twenty. And and when did they think of these predictions? Like nineteen ninety or? <laughs> I I feel like you're trying to get some background knowledge here. <laughs> um, when did they? Um, I don't have that information, unfortunately. I'm gonna, I'm um, gonna assume smaller as well. I'm gonna go with. I think that answer makes sense. No. So according to people who are coming up with these predictions, people thought that we would just have one big toe what? in 2020, <laughs> which is weird, isn't it? Okay. Prediction number two. In year 2020, we'll be living in flying houses, underwater. Or in space? And Areed, you go first this time. Um, In space. Okay. And what are you saying, Miracle? I say space as well. Unfortunately not, though. People thought that we'd be in flying houses. Oh, my God. We need to stop answering like each other, because obviously... (laughs) No one's going to listen too much back to the future. Yeah. In the, the year 2020, we'll eat candy made of... Underwear, plants, or food wastage? What are you saying, Miracle? I would go with the less obvious answer if any of the others are anything to go by. I would say food wa- food wastage. We already eat candy made of underwear. Okay, Areej? What was the second option? Plants. Plants. I would say plants. Well, there is a trend to be vegan nowadays, isn't there? Um, no, underwear. People thought we will be eating candy made of underwear for some reason. This is... I this... want to see this article. I'm not... This is... <laughs> okay, next one. The letters C, X and Q will A, be taken away from certain words, B, be pronounced differently, or C, no longer be part of the alphabet. And I believe it's a read first. Yeah, be pronounced differently. Okay, miracle. No longer be part of the alphabet. You've got one right here, miracle. <laughs> oh, <laughs> one zero. <laughs> okay, Arij, I believe in you to get the last one right. Yeah, come on, you've got this. Okay. And it's Miracle's turn to answer first. So, um, according to these wacky predictors, they thought in the year 2020, mail will be sent, A, 
via trained dogs, B, via rockets, or C, via drones? Miracle Europe. Drones? Drones. Okay, Reed. I have a feeling they didn't know what drones were when they wrote that article. So I think the answer is rocket. Yes! Yes! Got this one. <laughs> Yay! I finally understood their mindset. <laughs> <laughs> According to the article, like, it doesn't say when they did these predictions. This must have been like 1850 or something. Yeah. <laughs> but one one. I mean, I, unfortunately, I don't have like because you you draw you drawing. Are you okay to have a, a draw? Are you ple- are you pleased of, of that outcome? Yeah, I'm happy. <laughs> Miracle, are you not happy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy since there's no money to be won. Irid, <laughs> <laughs> we might have to think of some prizes in the future. Yeah, we do need to um, think about that. <laughs> Wonderful. Right. So, Miracle, thank you very much for joining us today. If people want to carry on this sort of conversation or just uh, see what you're doing or what you're writing about or the things, wonderful things that you're sharing, where can they find you? Where Where are you at? So I'm at Mira underscore Inam on Twitter and you can find me on the Erudite blog. Yep. Wonderful. And Areed, would you like to do, to do the honours for us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Women in Tech SEO podcast, you can find us on womenintechseo.com forward slash podcast. Um, anyone who's interested to be a speaker, all you have to do is you just fill a form and you tell us what topic you want to talk about. Um, and anyone who wants to sponsor us, again, you just fill a form and it would be amazing to have uh, more support from uh, from the industry. Um, and yeah, um, Sarah, and any any parting words? Um, I feel like I really want to say something really wise and intelligent. Um, and all I can think of is, you know, the classic one of don't eat yellow snow for, for some reason. Don't eat. Oh, I haven't come across that myself. <laughs> Miracle of you or am I no, just... No, I, I haven't. Um, Why? Well, there you go. Don't eat yellow snow, guys. That's, that's my wise words for you. Oh, because someone might have weed in it. Oh, yeah, man. Nice. <laughs> How about you guys? Come on. What are your wise words to end the podcast on? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like we've covered a lot of wise words anyway in this whole podcast. So, so yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yes, I suppose the only thing left to say is um, if you're not already subscribed to the podcast, please do um, because then that helps with the algorithms and all that and also you get notifications of when um, new podcasts go live so I suppose Miracle and Areed we just have to say goodbye and until next time yeah goodbye thanks for joining thanks for having me